when you have awareness and you realize the whole situation, how it fits and how it isn't that it is not harming, not disturbing and not changing the platform. It is, with, it is rolling along with the river. Ooh, I get goose pimples, you know. <laughs> I see the river and suddenly there are rocks. What does the river dance? It doesn't go backwards. It, it just goes around and continues. Hmm? Without in any way having any disturbed, the flow is there and the unity re-established. So, so now I will be in that box a little bit, hmm? back. And we will talk about instructions. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, I like to call your attention to yesterday's talk about four foundations of mindfulness. The first one <coughs> is mindfulness, that's the field of the body and which is kind of remaining to the end of your life because that is where you are really living. Hmm? Then <coughs> um, that would be a nice field now to kind of take into closer attention. This body being the field, the foundation for our uh, experiences. Um, that where do these experiences happen? I told you how I felt in the beginning. I saw all the marketplaces outside where they're happening. But that's not where they are happening. They may with your presence, but where they are really happening, these things that come up here, from moment to moment, if you want to talk about Vipassana and its uh, meaning and its unfolding, it is saying from moment to moment are we aware, what <coughs> shall we be aware or are invited to notice what is coming up here? I say my life comes into attention and my life, what is my life? <coughs> what is coming up here? It is said what is coming up as an experience. But where do experience originate? At the sense doors. You see because you have eyes and they allow <coughs> the consciousness of that is able to bring in the visual objects. So the experience, <laughs> what is arising, is arising at the sense door. And the sense door relates to the physical base. For what? For the experience of seeing the flowers and so on? No. For seeing itself. And then you see the flowers. See? That is the essence of Vipassana. Going down to the nature of the things. Going to the object for our attention. And become clear what is the object, not the flowers, not the breath, air, it's another <coughs> experience, very close here, 
but it is a very special experience. What kind of experience is the breath? Down home, home. Touch, no? I feel the touch of life, no? That's at the sense door of body, everywhere. It's a very vast, big sense base. The eyes are small, they are in this big body. The nose, the experience <coughs> which arises at the sense door, nose, the experience is smell, fragrancy. Hmm? Very seldom do we notice it. We just en enticed when uh, the fragrance is beautiful, comes from the rose, and uh, where well, you wouldn't use perfume, but from the natural, beautiful uh, uh, scents, scents, right? Smells. We're excited about it, <coughs> or we are turning away from it. When you come to Damadina, you have a lot of good experiences for this. There are several outhouses to pass. I don't need to say more about sense now. So, <laughs> back. So that, to, that we can kind of get a little closer. What it means, being aware of everything, what arises here. I don't, often it's not even said. Everything what comes up. So what comes up? The experience is sure, but they come up here. Seeing arises here. Smelling arises here at the sun sense door. Nose. Hmm? Whether you like your nose or not, that's where it's happening. Not interesting to see that? It is very close and precise. We come to awake to the, to the truth of the experience. We are living not truthfully. When we only pay attention to what the senses are grasping, hmm? to what the senses are uh, kind of connecting, that is the result. But where it really happens is here. Here is home base, mindfulness to, to body, hmm? and these, and we find it here. And the biggest uh, um, sense door, which is uh, the, the whole entire body, for the experience of touch. In terms of our practice, it is breathing. That's another fabulous experience is also not happening anywhere else. It appears and happens at the sense door body. So the scriptures will read, experiencing the body. Let me see. Um, I think I have it exactly as it says. Actually, experiencing the body in the body. Experiencing the breath, which <coughs> is happening at the sense door, there where, where it occurs. That, and when it occurs, we're experiencing touch. Hmm? 
Do you maybe understand why we love to have the touch of lovers or friends? Too much replacement we take there. If this isn't clarified and established, it is always very flimsical, that touch, not reliable. Get married <laughs> to this one. Best, best company, best uh, partner. Then all other partners can come and go. And they wouldn't go. They will stay too because it feels comfortable in such base. <laughs> so, back. That is the feature of the practice now to understand, to be truthful and good in terms now of our breathing, knowing the object in general, let's also, and looking at it. The object is touch, feeling that touch again in the body as each breath flows in and goes out. You cannot experience the touch of your life on the flower. Some tight yesterday saying, I was there, I felt everything there. No. There was just the contact made with that, what this experience gives you to see ob visual objects. So, um, that is kind of a very wonderful feature to keep in mind. Who remembers having heard experiencing the body in the body? Hmm. Now, see whether we can convert that into our practice in terms of breathing. Take in slowly through the nostrils, so as you notice you're sitting, the support of your spinal column, and draw and in without a noise, um, guide the air in. If you don't feel you have done good, then make a second kind of part of, of bringing it in, in two phases, so to speak. Hmm? Now you will notice more air here. Hmm? In the body, the object is the feelings, the touch you feel. Body moves. Hmm? And the moving comes from the elements, the little particles, the energy field. Within the, that is also not solid. There's two movings, a gross moving coming from the breath, and at the same time is an impact upon the energies of the body, which receives now, which receive now the energy of the breath. And it is a touch now taking place. So our practice now is to make it deeper, bring attention closer, so that we really can experience without feeling separated as an observer here. 
I observe my breath coming in, my breath flowing out. Have you noticed that? I went quite a long time with that. Like he was a little jumper or someone who observed it. Have you, do you remember? It feels like it. And then you kind of strain and kind of, kind of want to pull it down closer to feel it better. Hmm? It says, that was what actually, who, maybe you don't remember that time when Krishnamurti was on as a wave through America, telling everybody the object and the subject are one. That's the same thing what I talk about it is uh, expressed. You observe, he would say, he would sit like this. I saw him in many ways holding the sides of a chair and he would sit down in the arena in the center like in a circuit, circus and all around uh, benches going up and looking down on this very small delicate human being bringing the wisdom to us that was in Switzerland in his big, big camps. About 2,000 people would be there. Mm-hmm. Would sit like this. The observer and the observed are one. Are you with a speaker? You would remind us whether we know what he's saying. So I said it in a different way. Explain it now. Hmm? What is the observer? That is that. Yeah, the observer. You see, you already notice it somewhere here, no? Where is it where you see the observer? Somewhere observing, coming down. When we go now to notice our breath, breathing out, you keep that in mind. I'm observing and witnessing. I am observing witnessing. You stay there somehow, separated. When, unless you begin to experience truthfully, breathing in in the body and feeling the touch, that is the object. And we forget who will admit that. No one? You can go home. Don't need me anymore. Um, Denise? Yes. And this is a struggle sometimes. And um, what you have to understand, the observer with that what is being observed, the subject, is one. Now bring that observer here. Then you don't need to observe. It observes itself. It knows itself. That's simple. Get it? Go home. Continue. <laughs> so that's my instruction for today. <laughs> Did something light up in you? Do you feel the observer? Just know it's there. And know the result. And the result and to what the object for our practice or life is. Hmm? Here it is happening. So Notice your, your breath, kind of, 
Notice your sitting. Remember the object is touch experience when you go to the, to the, to the body. Doesn't need to be the breath. The breath is already a little bit more complicated. Bring your mind, uh, let your mind be there where you feel. <laughs> Don't go too far away from your heart. Hmm? You sit. The arms sit. Your knees sit. Um, your head sits with you. It's alive. And that aliveness is the experience of touch. It arises at the door, sense door. And the sense organism is the entire body. So it arises everywhere. The touch here, 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 here. Keep it in mind. The object, touch. Here, here we can call it feeling, the interplay of the elements, the, uh, of, uh, which compose all phenomena, animated and unanimated. We can give all fine, wonderful names, which is all true, but don't go out of your home. Hmm? Notice. So here, Everywhere is it, the whole body is the sense door. Everything is available wherever you look. It's like an opening. Touch. Hmm? Not doesn't need to be so exquisitely special or so. Just being there, your life. And then you stay a little longer, realize that you are attending. It's not even anymore focusing, it's not witnessing. When you really realize the object of witnessing and cl are clear what the object is, touch experience, the life, and you keep that in mind, it, you will recognize it. And you let, the, let uh, your body be experienced in the body, not in your thought, not in your uh, wonderment, but there where it is really happening here. Now comes the breath. It's an foreign, 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 um, what shall I say, object, for, foreign event coming is available for us as breathing and breath is a supplier like federal effect fedex federal express hmm? comes to you and brings you the news here comes the breath comes in and it's very automatic you don't do any it's another thing to understand very mysterious. The mystery opens itself so beautifully. So um, here comes now the breath. And it makes an effect upon into, the, into this body. Hmm? Goes through the door. Every <coughs> goes has a very special entry.
and it distributes itself. It has a passage, it is received by the by the um, diaphragm region, a muscle, it pulls it down and pushes up at the same time the upper body and here expands because the lungs gets now the air and then it goes further distributed to all the blood, blood cells get it and the brain gets it. Hmm? It's a real fabulous explosion of touch experience. Now when you are present to that and you're not staying to be the, obje- the observer here, you can very easily enter because what you call now the observer is also energy. And body becomes so fine by then, <coughs> it is also like, bo- like uh, energy, fine energy, feels also like mind almost. Huh? I think of uh, the saint, the Christian saint, at the, at the reception, I think, or opening up to his God consciousness, he says, Wie leicht ist mein body, mein Körper mir geworden. That was his first experience how the he said how how light this 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 heavy meta material i live has become so the observer also is not standing there it also is there and that whole thing which lives now as body as breath as uh, mind is, is just knowing. Knows itself. There is no one observing. This is high teachings, you know. Who feels that? Okay. Hmm. So you just need to, don't figure it out. I think if it was enough, uh, I think, method I gave you. Graphic, yeah? Could you just need to recollect yourself in standing and lying down and walking and in being seated whenever you are free from drowsiness to this we shall recollect ourselves. Mm -hmm. To this mindfulness. But you see, how much we could talk about it and see more clearly the process of what it means recollecting yourself and bringing mindfulness here Hmm? and coming to that unification that is a beautiful um, benefit of being attentive to your breathing, letting it happen in your body, in the light of your awareness, even that is already separated. That light of awareness can be very close there, that is the observed, there where the breath is meeting and distributing itself, which is now not anymore air alone, it is prana, very fine energy, life force, 
together with your elements, your breath, and where's your mind? There, also there. What a unity, what a peace. Allow yourself a few times in the day to present yourself with this. Any question, my dear friends? Quiet, feels good? Then close your eyes. That was my, my instruction. Little higher. Was more than beginners. And I'm, I apologize for those who, who just came have the first time. But I think it was graphic enough to capture a little bit, huh? A function. Yeah. Who is very new? Very new. But you smiled, you weren't unhappy, you still are happy. Hmm? So you got something, huh? So how much time we have left? 9.45. Oh. That is 30, no, 20, 45, 20 minutes about. This is what we would need now. Hmm? I don't need to talk all the time. Already I have bad renown, prestige. Now what is it when, Jane, renown, bad, bad, bad renown, yeah? Talk too much. But you see, when you talk right stuff, it's, it's precious. Can you imagine? We couldn't, we have no thoughts and, and it feels for beginners sometimes to these very traditional codified instructions. They have to be that way in order, it is then up to the teachers who will teach the Dharma to explain that more. It's very congested, you know, the, the, uh, and I mean very con. Yeah? Compacted. Closed, yeah. Compacted, yeah. And we, that's all what I do. I try to open up the, the, the teaching. So, and you get the teaching. But the teaching and your path and your practice and your living is the same. That's the beauty of the Buddha. He didn't teach us anything. Just tells us what we are, what is here, and how to handle it rightly. I have to do this, otherwise I continue talking. So just sit. Know you sit. Feel the feeling tone of life. Notice your quiet, and you will no discover in that phase some places where you notice your breath is, has come in, has touched. You may notice it in the beginning or in the middle when the belly expands or the lungs expand and collapse when it flows through your nostrils, when the whole body reacts.
or a response. And if you know that you are quiet and attentive, and you continue and the attention moves closer and closer to this, what you call your touch, the touch of the breath, the movement of life, and in the wider awareness, my dear Dharma friends, don't forget to relate to the entire thing, sitting body being breathed. And you, if you feel you are, uh, um, had just a little difficult, you stay with this, make it a mantra, but sitting body breathing, being breathed, five times, ten times, and notice that in your mind occurring and understanding and saying. Then by that you have gained more concentration power. You will more be quiet, less, less uh, diffused, and be able to notice and uh, begin to feel where the breath is being noticed and experienced in its in and out. And begin to be very attentive to the different features of the feelings of the touch, whether they come from the body and body energy, or whether they come from now in combination from the touch of the breath in the body energy, right? Just be present. patience which is equal to grace being in harmony with what you experience not to look or support your breathing, help it along. Just then sit as though you are having no breath. And you let that feeling tone of bodiness kind of be attended or be experienced. And there you will 
have enough quiet again to notice the breath touching this body and leaving it. not straining, not attaining. You feel you are straining a little bit, wanting it. Then just stop consciously. See yourself kind of inwardly resetting in this body, not holding anywhere. You may invite your throat energy from here all the way down to where you are sitting in contact with the earth. You may invite the energies of your shoulders also to drop and to let go holding. Be discouraged if you feel it is kind of um, not so much as it may be difficult, but the tiredness seems to be a little wave 
soothe this room. So if you want, I invite you for a little interruption. Open your eyes. Hmm? Just do this. Body sensations. Feel the body in the body, there where you stretch. Mm -hmm. Bring it back to your knee. It's an, it's an stimulated aliveness now, and more easy for us to notice without strain. It's happening. Look, lift up. It's happening. It's alive. I said, let it feel itself. You know it. And a little more. Make it a little strain. Now observe the dance of the energy. There. Let your attention be closer. Yeah, continue noticing. Bring your attention closer. Don't go away as you lower the arm. When you notice you have slipped off, you don't feel it anymore, then stop. Renew and go down. You can check that mind which is higher almost than mindfulness, is knowing, can know whether you are perceiving moment by moment that aliveness. If you don't perceive it, your mind is not, the attention isn't there. It's doing something else. It's our life. Even in the most intimate and maybe enjoyable experiences, you will notice that we do that. We slip away. Somehow it's hard for us to, ex to accept our wholeness. Make sure you know that aliveness. throughout your arm, elbows, upper arm, and where it arises. Watch it, whether it is perceived. Notice how your breath is maybe um, accommodating itself. So, in whichever way you return, the main thing is you know from moment to moment attention is there where the happening is happening. Relax into it. And stay a little while, then you can do it once or twice again. 
Those who fell asleep, do you feel a difference now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know where your attention is directed to? How close and how clear do we feel the sensations there? Without strain, without her having an observer there, you may notice that you are present, but don't forget also to notice that to which we are present. See, there are these two body-mind issues. You stay with it. Breath regulates itself very naturally.
for those who still feel tired and feel their heads nodding, take that feeling, that nodding, that inner weakness, body weakness to sit up as your as your focus, feel it. Still, maybe enough energy there to kind of know that you are tired, that you let it happen, and you allow it. See what that can change it, or how it changes. coming to an end, kind of give up your intensity and see whether you are open for a shift. I invite you to close now <coughs> with a chant. We call it our breath chant. And we can continue our practice being attentive to breathing, noticing it. Um, Ready? Invite a breath through your nostrils and maybe your mouth is a little bit giving space between the lips, both at the same time, and fill your lungs and say in the out breath, breathe. That's the out breath. And again, in. Breathe. Have you noticed the consuming of the in-breath? And it went out. Did you notice the consumption of the breath? At the end of breathe, there was no breath. That is what you have to notice too. And if you stay there, your awareness will see, you will, you will be able to receive the next breath without that you invited it consciously, it come natural. Because you don't interfere with anything, no thought. And that you're very pure when you stay in attention to that last moment of out-breath, which now came is easier, we didn't push it out, we didn't wait and watch it. We took the, 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 we gave it some work to do. We made the sound. 
with the in-breath. In, breathe. No breath. Stay to that feeling. No breath. Invite it. Breathe. Can you allow your awareness, your presence, your knowing to travel with the sound, which travels actually with the out-breath? The whole body is involved totally. That means you're quite, fu- quite whole at that moment. It's one of the very first benefits of breathing fully. You come home fully to yourself, being comfortable, united, being at, your, at your, the fireplace of your house, where it's comfortable. You are at home. Who felt that? Could you be more present now to the out-breath and to where you are ending? I will be nothing, see next time at the ending, see that you remain there and whether you, what, whether, how the breath, the next one is coming. Do you need to pull it in, or can you receive it there? You see, to the natural breathing, we shall be awake, hmm? not manipulating. It's not a yoga, hatha yoga. These are all preparations. We are kind of the finishing school of that. True. Bring in. Notice your position, disposition. Bring your breath in. You have energy for the sound. that big movement, what has been come up, goes, deflates, goes, and um, goes down. Again, a big movement. It's a touch experience. And come to a moment where still, no breath, you're not going away. If you know, see what you see at that moment when you come to the end. So you cannot do to the very, very end, kind of squeeze the last drop of energy for that sound. Uh, Give a little bit before the halt. To have this pause between out-breath and in-breath more clearly. There's always a pause, we just don't notice it, so... Breathe. 
the line finished now with the next breath, and you know, if you breathe awarely, and you know it comes to nothing else then. Breathe, and you you are alive, that you are alive. Now it's more objects to attend, you know. The meaning, you are alive when you breathe awarely. You have the experience in itself. You are more at home. Mind is there. Hmm? Feels more at home. That's what we all miss, being at home. Two, let's finish it. The first line, it's two minutes late. We cannot jump out of the boxes too, too much. Breathe. Stay there. Give in for the new breath. Many aspects of your life are there together, whole, holistic. So now we have to we do walking. I will give you an idea how to kind of stay maybe a little bit better with your walk. I don't know. Maybe I take this. I'm quite an assemblement here. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do it. Well, Dharma friends, I gave you today a whole hour and a half, I think, a talk, and that was my. <coughs> That was my um, guided meditation, spot after spot, experiencing the aliveness in each uh, focus. And we had a very special pattern. Hmm? It was um, what we call sweeping. I think uh, I mentioned that in, we talked about it a little bit in my class this morning. Maybe I should share that for all of us. 
you may not know the origin of this. <coughs> of course, it is Buddha's teaching. But my teacher um, felt at one point when he came in contact with Westernness after the change of the re of the uh, government in uh, in in Burma, when the British left, Western people came to help and designing the new democracy. Hmm. Can you imagine that? My teacher Yubakin was one part of this new government. He had the post of um, being a general accountant. And he saw a great deal of kind of un <laughs> unpleasant things happening. And he was very educated and uh, practiced in the practice of vipassana meditation. So he invited them and they became their, his student. Hmm? But he also, <coughs> since he, there were so many Westerners who got somehow uh, curious about Buddhism, so they invited him for a few uh, elucidations or uh, discourses what about what Buddhism or Buddha's teaching is. Hmm? He did that. And uh, with that he actually fulfilled also and followed or actualized his most uh, deepest desire, as he said, or, com or passion, to bring the teachings of the Buddha to laity and especially to Western world. Hmm? But that wasn't maybe so clear. He started <coughs> doing that with his own uh, Lanz uh, people, Bumi's people. The uh, uh, teachings of the Buddha, the real essence and practice was more or less uh, uh, limited to the uh, monastic orders and monasteries and that uh, created somehow a laity which had not enough practice. They were more or less uh, rejoicing in supporting the monastics in Stana, bringing food, they don't cook in these monasteries. <coughs> they are totally dependent upon the support of the laity, those who are not in monasteries. That has a great advant advantage, at least at that time, or at the time throughout the centuries. <coughs> it kept these two uh, parts of society very much in connection. Hmm? They, everyone um, of course, they did also, to some extent, the laity understand Buddhist teaching. But it became also more an issue of reverence and of, of, of maybe not worship, but reverence. Hmm? There, and it was supported by these un innumerable temples in Burma. Every village has at least 15 hundred. 
And everyone, not everyone, but a great deal of young men um, and uh, old men, and uh, sometimes I saw women carving from wood, the beautiful wood they have there, uh, ebon, ebony and the hardwood, hmm? and also lighter one, kasura. Um, Buddha, Buddha in his expression of knowing, hmm? look at that face. This is not a carved one, I think, is it? No, he is, he is um, um, cast, cast, cast it, he cast it, yeah, beautiful. And I, I can see every American and Western temple has many of those. They are original, sometimes only um, um, duplications. But they come from other temples, and they're, they're not empty yet. It's great uh, abundance of it, and little temples everywhere. So these were little stops for reverence, for bowing down, for paying homage for the Buddha, the enlightened. They knew what is in them, but they had, of course, they didn't have the time. <laughs> there were no retreats to visit, and uh, uh, couldn't dedicate, apparently, well, so it was, they couldn't practice so much. They left it up to the noble ones, the monastics. And uh, Yubakin saw that being deep and uh, endowed with insight and wisdom, so his practice, being a lay person, and began <coughs> and realized what he observed around him in his own country and in the Western country, he spoke English, had, that uh, the Dharma needs to go further out of the monasteries. It needs to touch the laity. There is where the nation lives hmm? and where it is needed. And he brought, had therefore the householders in mind. He actually says that at one point. I think I have his speech. No. Yes, so um, that's where he also started teaching to householders. And uh, that caught fire. The whole householders began to see the transformation in them. More joy. More, uh, more understanding, less being dense, and so on, an awakening. And they built a beautiful uh, pagoda or temple for Yubakin, in which he was then the teacher and continued being the teacher to his, his death. Hmm? And the word get, got very fast around. He uh, got uh, exodus, like an exodus young people, Westerners, who were practicing in India, 
with uh, with um, Lama Gs or no with uh, um, with Indian teachers, and they also heard of this very special method called sweeping. And that sweeping method is a very uh, a special method in which we are taking the mind and moving through very systematically. Of course you awaken to the uh, aliveness just by paying attention to your breathing. That was the predominant codified uh, instructions in, 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 in Burma and uh, it works, but he saw the laity uh, had not so much time just to stay and to develop that kind of relatedness and practice uh, with to, to breathing. Of course, he also practiced, but that was um, initially <coughs> He gave this practice also to us, but only for an initiation and for sharpening the mind and awakening it in to, th to that degree of awakeness that it could go and notice sensations in an automatic or systematic way from spot to spot. And um, that center was called the International Meditation, uh, Insight Meditation, no, I think International Meditation Center in Burma. So what I wanted actually just to share is that you may know the origin of our practice we are doing and that it came from a human being who was very deep in the practice and had this very great compassion, just like Buddha, wanted to teach the Dharma, wanted to bring the teachings uh, to, um, to the laity. By that, he, I, I think he had meant, or you will feel it, that he had compassion and he saw how we are how necessary and needed such technique is in order to bring a transformation in the, in the human minds at that time. Everyone is suffering, everyone. And uh, obviously he saw uh, an immensity of it and great confusion was at the beginning of the modern time. And um, shifting, great shifts take place on many levels. So, um, so he speaks, let me kind of, yes, and he offered this method for, um, a, for um, uh, especially to awake to one of the characteristics of the three characteristics of our lives. We have, we live in three characteristics and to notice and to come and 
understand them deeply and to begin to understand them in us as a living force, we have to uh, kind of embody them, experience them viscerally. Hmm? And so he felt that this method he gave is lending itself very well. One of the three is impermanence. That's not a strange thing. We are living in permanence. A retreat, for example, is a wonderful example to see that things constantly change. Hmm? In you, in your moods, in your efforts, in your thoughts, in your dedication and commitments, in the form the retreat is, we do this and then it changes to that. And then we do this, it is a constant shifting. Hmm? Of course, we can now go out into the wide world and talk about this phenomenon, impermanence. And then we can come back to our practice and maybe now <coughs> note and be begin and realize as we continue and progress, observing our thoughts, our moods, our thinking patterns, our desires, our the fulfillments of desires, our re reactions to them, and responses to life. It's constant change. Every moment you are transforming yourself. On the age level, for example, of course we count only ye the change after one year has passed, call it birthday. Um, but uh, on a finer level now, with this particular uh, uh, pattern, where we are asked to bring our awareness, very our uh, attentiveness, close to these body sensations, almost in such a way, <coughs> it's, we can call it scanning, huh? in such a way that there is not one spot not seen and observed. It's like we are having a microscope now for that what we <coughs> are experiencing here as constant change. Sensations are never the same on a very close level. It is um, um, energy kind of igniting itself like billions of small particles which are uh, the elements we are composed of. So we see then impermanence on a very, very minute level, I would say, microscopic level. And we come to and awake to it, that it is a living force in us. We don't have it. It's a living force functioning here. And uh, it brings the changes about, and the greatest change we as human beings have experienced when we are leaving this body. So living with uh, that awareness now <coughs> of uh, impermanence, we become a little bit uh, more acquainted and realize <coughs> nothing is solid, nothing holds, and everything in change, how can we then 
try to make sin things not change and hold on. So it's an opening in our gesture, in our attitude, and it, in with that comes also a, a, a trusting and a certain confidence, accepting that final dissolution of us, the final great transformation or change. It's not the ending that what we may call the death <coughs> as a great change of this. It's just the end. It, it's, it's, it's not the finishing, it's just the ending. But it is part of life because we are born and then that is the ending. Everything what gets up and rises and manifests itself uh, uh, is uh, doomed from the beginning to move out of its existence. So I think um, so. And here, this this um, let me see where is that? Um, I like to read you from his discourse a very wonderful discourse he gave to the Western world, what he says about Vipassa. He talks all about here, about anicca or impermanence, how this, um, if we get deep into its essence and realize it as a natural force and distinct characteristic of life and life's unfolding that it brings us, that is wisdom, and it brings us into greater, greater, greater harmony and acceptance of the things we cannot so easily accept and which, us, which are actually frightening. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.